It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Carolina and Columbus the shots on goal are 16-3 for the Hurricanes the Oilers will play at Carolina on Sunday of course they're in Florida tomorrow we'll talk a lot about that game tonight Sabres and Blues just getting underway coming up later New Jersey at Chicago another big game for the Jets as they take on the Avalanche the Golden Knights meet the Coyotes and the late one tonight well Oilers fans both teams aren't going to lose it's uh, a couple of teams the Oilers jockeying for position with in the Pacific Division in the Western Conference. The Kings are going to play the Ducks. So here's how it shakes down going into the weekend. And remember, somebody's uh, getting two points out of that Kings-Ducks game. Really, you don't want it to go to overtime. Uh, you got Calgary in control of the division at the moment. They They finally lost last night. And Man, what a loss it was. Vancouver just blew him out, took control of the game in the second period, got a goal on a penalty shot, won the game. But Calgary's still looking very good. They have 66 points. Vegas with 62. L.A. is now third with 61, and their games played is even with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so L.A. sitting there with 61 points, and then the Oilers fourth in the Pacific Division, and right now have the wild card spot. They have 59 points, as does Dallas. When you apply the tiebreakers, the Oilers have the advantage there. And Anaheim has 59 points, but Anaheim is placed behind Edmonton because they've played two more games. So they have a worse points percentage. So uh, how do you look at this one? Do you want Anaheim to leap ahead of the Oilers, but the Oilers will have three games in hand on the Ducks? Or do you just say, okay, L.A. can win it? And, uh, you know, don't give the Ducks the two points and the Oilers can just work on keeping pace with L.A. and Vegas. That's the situation going into the game tonight. Now, the Oilers, of course, play twice this weekend, both early ones. So, hey, have a coffee with me on the face-off show. Tomorrow, 9 a.m. face-off show, game at 10.30. Oilers are going to be taking on the Florida Panthers. And then it's Carolina on Sunday. That's a 9.30 face-off show with the game at 11. You know the story for this road trip. All these teams are awesome. They already played Tampa Bay. Again, we talked about it a lot last night. Thought the Oilers played well. Couldn't come through. Lost the game 5-3. Playing Florida tomorrow. Now, Florida, uh, here's the thing. They've actually lost their last two games. And uh, they were both home games. They're still 23-5 and five on home ice. That's how incredible they've been doing. 
and they're plus 58 with goal differential, 35-12-5 and five for the season. They lead the Atlantic Division. And then the Sunday game against Carolina, that's the team that leads the Metropolitan Division at 35-11-4. and four. And they've won their uh, last three. And again, they're playing tonight, so we'll see how that goes uh, against the Blue Jackets. So that's how the weekend shapes up. That's how we're looking at the playoff races with still, yes, uh, you know, about 30 games to go for uh, most teams for the Oilers it's uh, 31 games tomorrow's going to be game number 52 but points are at a premium we've seen some teams San Jose Chicago Seattle Arizona drop back Winnipeg really in that tough spot where they have to get going pretty soon Vancouver's sort of hanging around they've played more games than the Oilers uh, and, and they got a few teams to climb over so Edmonton in the thick of it but certainly not comfortable and as I discussed last night if they had average goaltending, they'd probably have four, five, maybe even six more points. And they would be feeling a lot more comfortable because they'd be playing in the Pacific Division. We won't talk about that as much tonight because we sort of dove into it yesterday. But the goaltending story continues to be a key one uh, for the Oilers as they go into these games on the weekend. The Oilers practice today. Head coach Jay Woodcroft on the lessons learned from the loss to Tampa Bay. There was a lot of good in that game in Tampa Bay, and, and we tried to mine that game for a lot of the good uh, things that the team did. Um, that said, um, there were moments that we can be better, and that was the message here today was that uh, we know we can be better in certain moments, and, and we know we can go a little bit farther here uh, in terms of uh, pushing uh, our pace of play, pushing our details, and had a good practice today, and we're prepared uh, to play play a very good team in the Florida Panthers tomorrow afternoon. All right, so that's Jay Woodcroft. You may remember when he took over as head coach, I said, if the Oilers play 600 hockey, so get 60% of their points under Woodcroft, the Oilers should make the playoffs. Pretty good chance. Uh, you know, if you, if you look at what that points projection would have been, uh, that should get them in. So I said, hey, if you want to break it down and keep track of for by yourself on your own how they do under Woodcroft you're saying you want them to win three out of every five games you or you want them to get six points every five games six out of a possible 10 points well the first five game segment they actually got eight out of ten they've started the next five game segment uh with a loss here to Tampa Bay so if you want to if you want to look at how this is shaken down two good teams on the weekend if if they lose tomorrow and if they lose Sunday and I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly here. I'm just saying, looking at all the possibilities, then they're five and four out of Woodcroft, under Woodcroft. And then they kind of have to win the next game after that on Tuesday to uh, be at that 600 points percentage. Just one way to break it down if you want to sort of uh, look at a small picture approach here as they go along. So anyway, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. for the face-off show game at 10.30, Oilers at Panthers. We are going to go to the CertainTeed hotline, CertainTeed professional-grade building materials. We welcome to 6.30, Chad, defenseman for your Edmonton Oilers, Cody Cece. Cody, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well. Really appreciate your time. You guys are getting ready for... Uh, a couple of big games here on the weekend. First, if you don't mind, let's just quickly flash back to uh, to Wednesday night. Didn't get the results you wanted, but uh, overall, how did you feel again about the game against a very good Tampa Bay squad? Yeah, like you said, they're uh, they're a really good team. I thought we played uh, we played pretty solid throughout the whole night. Um, a few unlucky bounces that ended up in uh, as as goals for them. Uh, but yeah, I thought all in all we played uh, played pretty good. We're we're looking to to continue on uh, building and playing 
and playing well with uh, the new coaching staff and the new new systems. Yeah, well, obviously the coaching change, a big story for the season. I guess it's been two weeks today since Jay ran his first practice, so you guys had to get up and running in him. Um, you know, I, I know there are some probably some fundamentals of hockey that, that will be the same under any coach, but uh, just with, with Jay and Dave Manson coming in, uh, what, what have you seen uh, about the impact they're trying to have on the squad here? Um, yeah, they're both, uh, they both have very high attention to detail and they want us to have the same. So they've, they've come in, um, they've put in a few, few new systems, but the biggest thing I think is, uh, how the guys have responded to the new coaching staff and have really bought in and, and focused on, uh, what they're, what they're teaching us. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I, I've talked to players and ex players over the years about a coaching change and it's, um, a variety of emotions sometimes from players feeling, uh, you know, embarrassed or, or feeling like they have to take responsibility for it, or, or maybe it's just a bit of a kick in the pants. Did any of those things apply to the Oilers? Do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, I think definitely. I mean, uh, everybody, everybody liked tip and, and Jimmy and, um, it was unfortunate that, uh, they were let go. And, uh, we kind of took that upon ourselves that we had to, uh, step up and, uh, and work work a little harder and uh we took a little bit of that responsibility so um i mean it was it was unfortunate but i think it was uh um ended up being a, a good thing for our group to to get us refocused yeah in terms of your season i, I gotta be honest cody when, when you signed i thought okay I, i've seen him play i i hear people talking about him i, I wonder what he's gonna do and, and how he's going to fit in with the Oilers lineup. And I, I think watching you, you've had a pretty consistent and solid season. Uh, how do you sort of look at your performance so far this year? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm having a lot of fun playing here. Uh, all the guys are great. Uh, you never know where you're going to fall into a new team when you when you go to one. I've bounced around a little bit in the last few years, but I think I found a, a pretty good fit here, and um, I'm just really enjoying myself. Yeah. Anything you've been an Edmontonian for a few months. I know you travel a lot. Is there anything you have uh, learned about Edmonton that that you didn't know, or anything that uh, people would say about Edmonton that now that you've lived here, you found out? Well, I'm not so sure about that anymore. <laughs> we know it's cold, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I kind of expected it to be cold, and I've, I've played here a few times where it's been pretty cold. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, I find there's a lot of good restaurants. There's a lot of uh, cool little areas i mean uh usually when i when i'd come into play in edmonton um wouldn't really leave the downtown area or wouldn't really leave from around the rink but once you uh once you live somewhere you get to explore a little more and um, find a lot of uh cool spots and just just really liking the town that's good to hear cody cc edmonton oilers defenseman joining us as we get you ready for uh the oilers and the florida panthers okay i i want to I want to go back in time a little bit with you. Um, your father, Perry, uh, pretty good athlete in his own right. Uh, now, I know it was before you were born, I guess. He kind of uh, had his glory days. But what can you tell us about your dad and the sport of football? Yeah, he was a, he was a great football player. He played uh, played CIS. He, uh, they, won the, uh, they won the Vanier Cup um, when he was playing for the, the Guelph Griffins. So he had a good... Uh, really good university uh, career and then went on to play a little bit in the, in the CFL. Um, unfortunately got hurt and it was cut a little, little bit short, but uh, 
yeah, from uh, from some from game tape and from what I've heard from uh, his, some of his buddies, he was a he was a great player. So does he talk about it a lot, or do you gotta like you said talk to buddies and <laughs> find some old Phil? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't talk about it too too much, but uh, he does have a couple uh, clips from the Vanier Cup that he'll bring out from time to time. Does he, you know, does his experience uh, having played at a high level himself and a little bit professionally, uh, you know, has that helped you? Does does he have any wisdom from that? Do you think that helped you along the way? Uh, yeah, definitely. I I think especially early in my career, um, he really uh, really pushed me to stay focused and uh, and really establish myself. I mean. Uh, it it helped. Uh, it definitely helped all growing up too. I mean, uh, he didn't play hockey, but he still had that athletic background, and he made it to a high level in his sport. So he knew what it what it took, and he, he kind of pushed me to do the same. Right. So was football ever an option for you as a kid? Any other sports, or was it all hockey? Yeah, I actually uh, I played a little bit of football. Um, he just really wanted me to to give it a, give it a shot, but. Uh, I ended up stop stopping playing after a year. I was playing uh, summer hockey and lacrosse too, so it just got a little too busy. But I, I did enjoy it. It was just uh, too time consuming to, in the summer with uh, with the other sports. Yeah, well, and one of the few sports you actually might get hit more than playing hockey, even. So you might have chosen the same yeah. sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I was getting pretty banged up that summer playing all three of those sports, so I was a little too hard on hard on myself. Yeah, for sure. Uh, always enjoy getting to know some of the players' uh, interests away from the rink. I, I, I'm wondering, uh, are you, do you play do you play piano? Like, how into music and playing are you? Um, yeah, yeah, I've played uh, played piano for a while now. Um, I grew up uh, playing. My grandma taught me at a pretty young age, um, and then I took some lessons from there. Uh, I kind of stopped throughout high school and uh, through when I was playing junior hockey. Uh, just, I don't know. I don't know if I lost interest or what, but I just kind of stopped, stopped playing for a little bit. And then uh, when I started playing professional again, I just had a lot of da- downtime, ended up buying piano, and uh, I've been playing the last 10 years or so. Oh, awesome. So will you, like, learn new stuff or just kind of sit down and come up with your own stuff, or what do you do? Yeah, just a, a little bit of both. Um, I really enjoy playing just kind of late nights after games. I'll go and sit in there and just either learn songs or just mess around. And I find it just really helps me wind down and take my mind off off hockey for a little bit. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So kind of a relaxation technique as well, eh? Yeah, but uh, I mean, we have some fun with it too at the, at the cottage. Uh, my sister sings and plays guitar and uh, my other buddy sings and plays guitar, so we kind of just mess around up there too, and and just uh, jam some nights. Oh, that's awesome! You got a little band going. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we appreciate you checking in. Uh, I know you got a, a couple of big games coming up here, so you want to focus on those. But uh, thanks for letting us get to know you a little bit, and uh, we wish you success here on this road trip, Cody. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. That is Edmonton Oilers defenseman Cody Cece. So uh, how about that? He likes to relax, sort of decompress after a game, sitting at the piano. I guess he can't do that on the road, but uh, when he gets home after games at Rogers Place, 
Cody Cece uh, playing the piano a little bit before he goes to bed. And uh, as he told you there, his dad as well. Brief career in the CFL and the, the uh, 1984 Vanier Cup champion. He was a receiver with the Guelph Griffins. So there you go. Learning a little bit about Cody Cece of your Edmonton Oilers tonight on Inside Sports. Of course, we got both games coming up this weekend. And the man who will be calling those games, Cam Moon, is going to join us between 6.30 and 7 tonight. We'll call a quick timeout. I'm also happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chen. Hey, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh, we got Mooner coming up between 6.30 and 7. Really excited. At uh, After the 7 o'clock news tonight, Christine De Bruin is going to check in. Olympic bronze medalist in the monobob. She grew up just outside of... Uh, Edmonton near Onaway and Stony Plain and a couple appearances at the Olympics now and she got the bronze in the monobob I believe it was back on uh, February 14th when she won the medal so we will get to know her a little bit again that's coming up between 7 and 7 30 of course the big news story in the world is the uh, invasion of Ukraine by Russia Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals today was asked if he still supports President Vladimir Putin well, he's uh, my president, um, but how I said, like, I'm not in politics, like, I'm an athlete. And, um, you know, um, how I said, uh, hope is everything is going to be done soon. Um, you know, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's a hard situation right now for uh, both sides. And uh, um, everything, like, how I said, everything I hope uh, is going to be end. And um, I'm not control. Uh, uh, this situation and uh, also in the course of his uh, interview today Ovechkin said no more war it was uh, his first appearance since the invasion of Ukraine uh, Russia also has been stripped of hosting the Champions League final that's going to be played in Paris instead of St. Petersburg on May the 28th okay I can tell you Carolina one of the Oilers opponents this weekend now up one nothing on Columbus with about eight and a half minutes left in the second period uh, domination territorially by Carolina, even though it's close on the uh, scoreboard, 26-6 are the shots on goal in favor of the Canes, and we know that they can really crank it up. All right, Mooners with the Oilers. We'll talk to him when we get back. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Hope you're having a great Friday so far. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.